we're back. Did you miss us? We hope so. Um, the world has moved on in the two weeks since I went up into the mountains and hung out in old Spain or new Spain um, for for a bit. I don't know what Kelts has been doing. <laughs> <laughs> we we assume those those people down under continue to have lives when we don't pay attention to them, right? Um, maybe. Um, we need to talk about some stuff that I think we've been skirting around and knowing that we need to talk about and wishing we didn't have to talk about because people tend to get anxious when we talk about these things like oh i don't know devotion to mary you know that that's that's always part of it but i now that we've dealt with barbie and ken and what were we made for the ark recognizes that we have to address the elephant in the room which is how do you persuade people to be christian <laughs> or to recognize the necessity for being Christian in the circumstances in which we find ourselves as fallen creatures. And to do that, we're going to have to address some of the questions that people have about why they aren't Christian. And if that's not indirect, I don't know what's going to get you interested. Welcome to the Mosaic Ark. So you're looking, you're looking stuff up because you have no idea what we're talking about either, right? <laughs> no, no, no idea. <laughs> the, those, it's so vague. I still don't know. It's the so fog, the fog that we have to project in order to talk about <laughs> certain topics. It's like, I mean, did, yeah. we did we did the fashion show last year about this time. That 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 that, oh, that, that famous that, fashion the, the, show where there was a, a T-shirt with a picture of the Pope on the front in Spanish. I, I think that was really important. Yes, the 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 White Lives Matter <gasps> T-shirt. Was that what it was about? Oh yeah, my well, goodness! Oh my goodness! Whiteness, whiteness yeah. still seems to be in in the news, in the discussion, in the internets, on the mm -hmm. social media. It does white. White, white. If you put the H white, first, just what? Wit, white. I'm going with blonde fragility. I think we 
should just stick with Ken. I don't want to do this. Why did you make no? I, I I'm going to blame her because I I just don't. You've been you've been having some interesting conversations in the press, making those sandwiches for people over the last couple of weeks, while I've been hiding out mm. hiding out in the mountains trying to increase my remembrance of Spanish. I you know I I I do actually. So since I grew up. We said this in the newsletter for DCR um, whenever. We kept doing the newsletters, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter and you want to keep up with where the Mosaic Arc is not when we're <laughs> not streaming. Um, last week I was on the mountain and I was looking at the mountain mm -hmm. that I grew up under and reflecting a little bit on how strange it is that I grew up where I did and therefore that people you know, get upset with me for things that they probably don't appreciate. It's like, why would she not have the ideas that we expect her to have? Because isn't she white? <laughs> Is she? Well, yeah. I mean, according <laughs> to the standard Anglo narrative that we're also trying to unpack. So I, 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 I was listening to E. Michael Jones talk about Oppenheimer Mm -hmm. And of course, Oppenheimer was much on my mind, even though I haven't seen the movie and have zero intention of watching it because, oh, right. The mountain I was on also, you know, you could look in the other direction and see the mountain where Oppenheimer and company made that bomb out there in New mm -hmm. Mexico. Right. It's like, like, like the, my, my family history is very, very strange because we show up. My dad takes my mom and me because there was a, just me at that point, baby less than six months old. And we show up in Albuquerque underneath Sandia Mountain because the labs, the national labs were hiring people. And my uncle, who my dad's brother-in-law, worked at the Los Alamos labs by that point. This is the mid sixties. And so it's like, mm -hmm. I, I, I feel so caught up. My family, my family history is everywhere. Right? We've got the pirates, we got the bomb makers. Yeah. You know, and the the place where they assemble the bombs is actually where you and I streamed from last, which is the the town in Texas where my mom lives. Also has helium deposits there. It's, it's like the West, this this desert in the West is where all of these stories come from. But the other thing that comes from that region is, of course, Hispanic. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I always I always feel very much at home when all the street signs are in Spanish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like going home to the land of enchantment. I do. I do. Yes, I got it. I got, I've got, I've got some more jewelry, right? You know, it's like, I've, I've got, a, and I, I loved flashing my cuffs when I was looking around to the, all the, the, the jewelry shops in Santa Fe. Cause of course I've been, I've been longing for that jewelry since I was, well, I, the thing is I was, I did actually tell one of the guards I was looking in, I was in the, the art museum and sort of strolling about looking at glass. There was a really interesting glass exhibit in wood, Santos, the carved images of Our Lady and the Saints. Um, and I was, I had a seat and one of the guards came around and saying, you know, as they do, is that they were always, they're in the tourist greeting mode. It's like, is this your first time in Santa Fe? I'm like, how old are you? I said, I said to the guard. And he, he looked at me, he's like 56. And I'm like, I was here before you were. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit right but the, i know i was in santa fe as a baby so yes. it's, it's like the the deepest memory roots that i have not st louis where i was born because i i 
really can't remember anything before I was six months old. But the deepest memory roots I have are in the land of enchantment in New Mexico. And therefore, mm -hmm. the deepest history roots I have consciously of my own are the stories of the Spanish and the Pueblo and and the, the, the sort of images and, and mysteries that are involved in how that part of the world isn't actually part of Mexico. <laughs> that was when we moved from New Mexico to Kentucky when I was, we, I was, well, there was a few moves in there and such, but um, I was in fourth grade and you know, the, the kids in Kentucky were all saying, where are you from? And we're like, from New Mexico. And they're like, are you American? It's a fair question. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so you've, you've emerged from the border of uh, America and Spain, really, in this strange cultural isthmus that is yet again, out there. yet again. And of course, one of mm -hmm. one of the things that the the guides, for example, it, I didn't go to the Palace of the Governors exhibit this time, because I've seen mm -hmm. it before, and I'm not sure whether it's changed. But anyway, one of the things that they show there is, of course, also the um, there were Spanish there and there were Pueblos there, but there's also a very deep rooted history of Jews there. Because mm -hmm. Spain, right? You think, oh, wait, it's Spain, right? Then they kick all their Jews out. And it's like, well, it's complicated. <laughs> it's always complicated. Yeah, so I mean, we're just like, the, the, we, they're always all of these stories. And it's some, some part of me I recognize, I'm just, I'm just kind of weary of having to remind people again of how complicated all these histories are. And so, you know, when I go on social media and, and see people arguing stupid, stupid things like about, I mean, one of the things you're, you know, quite diligent on in the press is pointing out that simple Darwinian racism doesn't help us make sense of anything, except for the eugenic programs of the, of the 20th century. But, you know, that's another matter. <laughs> it's, it's the Darwinian eugenics create this, fiction of racial purity which fits nothing of history that we know enough we've talked we talked in the arc um when i've lost track of which version of which thread we were doing but the boars in south africa against the anglos yeah. right and and so i'm i'm out there in santa fe remembering of course all of the things that i grew up with and therefore looking for my my own memory roots and um conscious of the degree to which the English language historiography of what the Spanish were like in the New World is distorted by the English need to assert dominance over the Spanish empire and conquer it, which is why, of course, New Mexico is part of the United States and not Mexico. Even though the oldest statue of Our Lady in the United States is there in Santa Fe, brought by the Spanish in the 17th century. Mm. So we have the... We're going to get to Our Lady tonight, don't worry. <laughs> so we have in, in New Mexico this... Uh, this beautiful little... Um, scene of uh imperial wars mm. a contest between the imperial powers anglo versus spain uh spanish and the 
complexity of how things emerge in those contests. And yeah, I've been hammering, I've been ha hammering the Darwinism, which would be linked to this also, because um, the Darwinism that people are using now to try and carve out some sense of meaning for themselves i think it 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 it, it dies in places like new mexico really <laughs> i mean and there's a lot of these different places all over the all over the world where the the imperial borders are cracking up against each other and then uh merging in some cases so um I think it's appropriate that uh, the oldest statue of Our Lady in America is in this kind of place, mm. in this place where the Darwinism is 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 lost to different kinds of uh, ways of um, people's uh, different different kinds of genesis of, of people's identities and 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 where they're coming from. Yes, well, she's in. Um, she's her, her name is La Conquistadora. Mm-hmm. Um, when I mm -hmm. saw when I saw her last <laughs> week, she was dressed in a. Um, I'd say I, I well, it, it was an Indian dress. It's like Nav. I think it's Navajo designs, but I'm I'm not sure. But it was it was. She's got different dresses, and this one was was a, a native dress. Although the statue itself is is Spanish, from Spain. Um, she's in a, a a city that's named for Francis Saint Francis of Assisi. Italian. Mm -hmm. uh, there, because she's was brought by the Spanish. Spanish. In a mm -hmm. cathedral church that was built under, um, is Jean Baptiste Lamy, who was French. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think the art, the the decoration in the church is in english so it's really confusing it's like you have all of these <laughs> different cultures in that one church in that one building and then yeah. and then while i was there uh the pianist was practicing uh for some concerts and you know he's playing bach right <laughs> <It's> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> define define this culture one of the nice one of the really nice restaurants what well, restaurants is a cafe N nearby the cathedral is a french cafe so they have pastries and such decorated in mm -hmm. southwestern style staffed by locals who you know are both hispanic and and um, pueblo and you know the anglos are there because they're all buying art and jewelry and so <laughs> So mm -hmm. it's what do you, how do you explain to people from outside of that region you know what so what are what our borders have have been complicated and 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 you know porous for centuries because the people that live in the south of new mexico have been going back and forth across the, the rio grande for some time it's it's not it it's it's always a border region it's not it's not going to be a simple absorbed into boston story yeah. and um yeah. so I do, I do get somewhat impatient 
I get, I, I was also thinking, it's like, I get impatient because I feel like we've been talking about this all year. Why hasn't everybody, why hasn't everybody heard us? <laughs> and, you know, and then we, I well, drove back along Route 66 and sort of waved at the bears in their Beartari on, on the way home because the route that we take to get there is right through the middle of the other parts of the border story that I'm familiar mm-hmm. with. And I'm, I'm getting, I was like, just like my friend, I, I feel like I shouldn't be able to magically speak and people understand. It's not oh, working. You mean, you, mean power, <laughs> you mean the power of speech should communicate ideas and truths really simply. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I think sometimes. And instead, you know, we're back on, uh, you know, doesn't it feel like we've gotten stuck, right? We're still arguing the same things mm-hmm. over and over and over again. We need, we need. Yeah, to- it's like ground. It's it's Groundhog Day. It's yes, I feel like uh, there's a there's a certain degree of Groundhog Day. And it's like, are we having yeah. the argument again about words that we are allowed and not allowed to say, and ideas that we are allowed and not allowed to express, and histories that we are allowed and not allowed to question and consider and understand in their complexity? And oh, by the way, maybe the th- guys that you thought were the good guys. We're telling a story themselves that it was too all too vague. Well, I had a thought okay. as you're saying this. How are we going to get it? How are but... we going to crack this egg? <laughs> the the dynamics there in uh, in New Mexico that you've described in this church and in this community, it's like a creole of the Catholic world in the shadow of Oppenheimer's bomb. Yep. And I think people are not listening to us. I don't, they... <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but it seems like people are not listening to us because of the bomb. Mm. Because the this um, terrifying technological power that Oppenheimer and everybody that collaborated with him created, you know, think of it as a kind of metaphor for for empire itself i mean that was like the height of american ingenuity the creation of that bomb that's the height of that like the that was the the most powerful weapon that they'd ever created they'd claim to be able to I become destroyer of worlds quotes open yeah I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Your, your, your yeah exactly your cock is your cock is a green in the background there i can hear it <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh god. Your rooster your <laughs> rooster says, "Yes, yes, we've 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 hit the nail here." You're right. Keep going. Talk, well, yeah, talk about destroying eggs. He's been on a rampage <laughs> last week. <laughs> I got so I of my various souvenirs that I got, I bought I I found, I think it's in honor of your rooster, a, a rainbow rainbow bead rooster that's now on my keychain. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we need we need more loud and proud uh, cockerels. <laughs> okay, so the bomb. In the so I'm there oh. in, in in Santa Fe, surrounded by my own memories, by this complexity of history of you know the Catholic up against the 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 yes. the, the native, yeah. and the and and the and the native is very present there in in the art world. Although most of the people are Catholic, so I I'm in a shop and. 
talking talking about the the shop girl is doing the her sales salesmanship duty saying you know are, are you new here and i'm like no <laughs> i bought something from you a few years ago so that's why i'm here looking again and and so she's trying to make you know are you going to she asked me zozobra okay while everybody was drowning at, at burning man in santa fe last mm-hmm. weekend they have their own little burning man uh thing which is the burning of this it's, I think it's a shorter statue than than the Burning Man statue, but a similar kind of thing. This this horrible clown thing that they fill with bad things, right? Divorce papers mm-hmm. and and tr- parking tickets and you know all sorts of things, and then set it on fire. And there's a fire dancer, and it's, I've never seen it. I, I was actually not aware of it until this this year, but apparently they've been doing it forever since the twenties. Which means it's, it's, you know, when people talk about it, it's like, oh, yes, it's an ancient tradition. It's like, yeah, it was invented by some artist in the 20s to burn mm-hmm. up. And and, she, and and I she's describing it to me. And I said, well, that's very interesting. They should go to confession, don't you think? <laughs> and she agreed with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so there's there's the other layer, of course, of what happens in, in New Mexico is this overlay of the new age on top of the yeah. ancient... The, the truly ancient local local traditions of the Hopi and the Navajo and 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 so forth, um, and then the Catholic, which is the ancient, you know, Christian European blending with the the local, and then the New Age, which came with a lot of the angle, all of it mixed up with whatever happened because of that bomb. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> what happened with that bomb? <laughs> um, the big magic. The big magic, yeah. The big big magic. Yeah, the big America magic. So that big America that magic which makes it impossible for us to talk plainly about anything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, how can you? How can you speak plainly in a in a um, in an empire that creates that level of big magic? Yeah. You can't. It's a it's a kind of uh, spiritual terrorism that has been kind of released there in New Mexico uh, as a. <laughs> It's the claim of of matter over spirit, isn't it? I mean, it's the claim that the the control of matter is the 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 most potent uh, weapon that mankind can possess, and it's so sort of like in a direct contrast to Our Lady being there in New Mexico. It is the yes the weaponry of the spirit versus the weaponry of dead matter. America, big magic men in America have, you know, um, conjured. Other people would say they worked it out with physics calculations, but you know. <laughs> well, we know better. We know we know the, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the that magical mathematics is is a, is is, mm-hmm. is is also a form of, of manipulation. Yes. So we have our first super chat. They call me Cordal. Says just bailed from Owen stream and right into a locus and history stream. Ah. Uh, we're we're continuity there's continuity welcome. yes welcome <laughs> um d- right and this 
I do find it interesting, you know, yet again, I'm, I, I just, I'm tired of getting into trouble for saying things that just seems so plain to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about, I mean, the, the, the plain things I've said, for example, in my book, which we're going to be talking from a little bit once we get to the Mary part yeah. of this. It's like the, 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 in Mary and the Art of Prayer, I'm trying to show that there's an ancient tradition that carries on through the, the, the Middle Ages in Europe and arguably well into the presence of La Conquistadora in Spain, because one of the other things that's associated with that region is uh, something I point to at the end of Mary in the Art of Prayer, the visions of Storm Maria de Jesus de Agreda, who, as however she, she had visions and people in the region around where my mom is and also in Santa Fe, reported having seen some kind of vision of a lady come to teach them about Christ, about the, you know, salvation and 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 they show up in santa fe wanting to be baptized because they've been talking to her over in 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 texas and um i i've, I've lost my thread there that Sor maria well, as i show in at the end of my book she's she's participating in this very very ancient understanding of our lady as i mean the, the temple where god is present right and so I, I think what you've just put together for me is like the, in my whole life, all of these things have been jumbled together. The bomb and Mary, the bomb and Mary, the bomb and Mary. It's like, it's almost like Henry Adams and the Divergent and the Dynamo, right? <laughs> this, this mechanical yes. energy, this, the, yes. what, this force that creates the modern world with electricity and then the, the atomic bomb, this force that creates whatever power the American empire has held o- over the world you know this this looming threat of absolute destruction balanced indeed by lo conquistadora mm-hmm. who as sor maria shows in her meditations on mary um in being prepared for um the incarnation is filled with the knowledge of all science as we would call it right that the the, the somebody I, I talk about this in the book somebody sees mary or mary shows her the nine days before the annunciation um she was taken up in taken up into heaven and prepared to be the bride of christ so prepared prepared to be the bride of god um the and indeed therefore the bride of the trinity she's 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 arrayed in gems and 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 um and beautiful clothes and and made as if all gold right so she's become the holy of holies but in order to prepare her for that um uh you know role i guess um she's also filled in her mind with all of the knowledge of creation so it takes nine days and six the first six days are the six days of creation so of you know astronomy and botany and medicine and 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 the joke is um in one of the mid 20th century books about devotion to mary this is hilda graf that if mary you know mary's filled with all of this knowledge well surely she would also have been filled with you know knowledge of nuclear physics <laughs> it's like well yes <laughs> so there yeah the, these these twinned and mirrored um Total, total visions of who we are and, and what reality we inhabit. One, the destructive explosion, and the other, the life-filled incarnation. Mm. Well, this is the 
this is the the reason why uh, I hammer Darwinism so much too, mm. because the the conversation that people are having at the moment is on the uh, the difficulty in defining uh, ethnic identity in the mm -hmm. West. That the West, the the um, self-described Judeo-Christian West, uh, you know, has defined itself as. But uh, it's an interesting thing, really, because in Mary, this thing is uh, this this terminology is clarified, and I think this is why I'm having such a big problem with the Darwinism thing as well, because the modern world is relying on Darwinism to make all of these um, uh, these these categories where. Uh, the Catholic world, the ancient apostolic world, it relies on Mary to define the church and relies on Mary to define uh, the Christian experience. Mm -hmm. And Mariam herself is, uh, is, is, as we describe in the uh, Theotokia, she's the pride of Judah. So when you're describing this, um, this wedding of Mariam to, to the Holy Trinity, and the, her preparation as the as the bride, she's given all wisdom. She's given knowledge of all these sciences, mm -hmm. right? So you know, as as a copt, I'm thinking, okay. So what you're actually describing is the uh, the gifting of total wisdom to to a Judah woman. Who is in in two in two ways? She's uh, of royal lineage, of Div divinic Davidic descent, but also uh, representing the creation of a new um, of a new Israel, of a, of a new civilization for us, and it it resonates with the. La Conquistadora and the bomb, mm. you know, we have these two, we have these two kind of potential ways to go uh, with the same desire, which is a desire for wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, we, whereas Mary receives it uh, as the Holy Mother of God, <laughs> the West is defining itself Darwinistically instead of defining itself in this uh, desire for wisdom that's realized in two different mm. ways. I don't know if this is making sense. Well, it's, I mean, it's helping me because, of course, the thing we're not talking about is... is... <laughs> The choice that people make between yes. her and the bomb. Mm. Mm. Yes, to generate everything. Right. To generate. To generate. Uh, <laughs> to generate God incarnate. Right. To generate civilization. To generate the church. To regenerate the the. Uh, 
the Christians that pray to her and then uh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the people that have, have refused the Virgin and her son mm -hmm. and who, who define themselves as deniers of her and her son. How do we talk? How do we help people see this? Um, I mean, so um, I, I was actually, I mean, a, a, having some problems with this because I was talking to my mom and I, you all know, I grew up Presbyterian. My mom is Presbyterian. They do Bible study. And mm -hmm. apparently her group spent the last year or the last session they were reading, reading he the letter to the Hebrews, which we should go through sometime really carefully because mm -hmm. it's, it's other than revelation, one of the most explicit descriptions of the way in which Christ is the high priest in the temple. And the, the sort of, if we're talking about Mary mm -hmm. as the temple, the Marian imagery, the Marian imagery is stronger in revelation where the temple opens the ark is seen and the, the lady is clothed with the sun right which is a pretty powerful atomic image <laughs> saying the mm -hmm. the the um you know atomic fires yeah. of a star and she is in fact the lady clothed with the sun she is the the sun lady with the the moon at her feet and the stars of her crown battling the dragon right so there's um mm -hmm. and i i you know trying to talk to my mom to figure out what what it was they talked about and it was tricky because i think I mean, Protestants typically are afraid to see this kind of power in the the, the scriptures, particularly I mean, particularly in Revelation with the the images of of heaven. Um, so I said, "Oh, so what are they reading now? Oh, they're going to read the Gospel of John." Oh yeah, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. How are you to deal with John, which seems to be the one that we get into most trouble with, because John makes quite. I mean, he's also the author of Revelation, probably. I, I, interesting that how all of this biblical scholarship has gotten so like you know my mom was saying oh well you know Paul did it right Hebrews and I'm like how do you know that the 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 sort of scrambling of the scholarly cri criticisms of who wrote what and what's real and what's history and what's myth and the, you know that that large scale problem that you and I are wrestling with of how to show the reality of the mythology that we live within I mean Oppenheimer wanted to you know he was Hindu right or However, why was he quoting the Bhagavad Gita uh, at, at at certain points? Right, he's he's he grew up Jewish. Yes. So this there's I think I mean maybe ah maybe this is the direction to go, because we are when I'm talking to my mom, you know, saying you know that there's a truth. There's truth in the scriptures, truth in the, 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 the description of Jesus as the, the one who saves us from sin. The truth in Jesus is saying he's the way, the truth, and the life. The truth. Now, that means there's not like options, right? So you can say, you know, which, which, which truth are you going to live by? The, the, you know, the revelation of, of Christ, um, you know, the materialist darwinian eugenicist science uh mm -hmm. the the rejection of christ as a fraud and a liar and and a deluded madman um any other religious tradition 
<laughs> and and we have been since oh I don't know at least 1893 in the World Parliament of Religions that was held in Chicago. Chicago's another place where they had a controlled nuclear reaction, right? Right under the what is now the mm. library on my campus. Um, this relative uh, act, you know, talk about theory of relativity, right? Which is apparently what's behind the atomic bomb. I'm not sure. I apparently there's questions about that scientific uh, stuff that Hans Schantz can explain for you all. Either Zar knows better than I do. Um, this horrible relativity of religious truth right well you know we can my mom is starting to say so we, we can agree to disagree and i'm like no we can't i'm not going to agree to disagree with you and say that's all fine i'm going to disagree mm -hmm. <laughs> and say this is truth and this is wrong and it's interesting that with under the bomb there's the truth of yes we can split the atom and you'll all die or or not i mean is that is that not an absolute truth i'm i'm gibbering i realize and maybe that's where we are we're in this sort of relativistic gibbering of inability to say christ is the truth mm. yeah no there's a lot in there it's good uh because um well the the gibbering, the Western gibbering is because of the technological capacity, because in the face of the bomb, everything is relative because the bomb mm. just proposes uh, this um, power of uh, a destructive force, which makes everything else around it seem uh, irrelevant or relative because uh it, it's in a, it's it's a kind of assertion that the, the only thing that matters is power mm -hmm. you know i become death the destroyer of worlds well the the only thing that matters there is death there i think this is why it's difficult because the culture the culture has uh been affected by that so much after the the detonation of this of this bomb and this imagination that everybody uh, ha has been given with the film about Oppenheimer, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's making a claim that the only thing that really matters is who is able to become death. So this is a, this is a, um, is this making sense? Like this, this is an existential claim about the nature of of human beings, as much as it was a a, a scientific feat. Yes, it, it's it's we are become death, destroyer of worlds. What are you going to do against this? Because in the face of this kind of claim, everything is relative, right? Because how do you argue with death? How how can you how can you say? Uh, there is another truth in the face of the bomb. There is no truth. The bomb is the truth. That's the great American uh, heresy. This is Oppenheimer's heresy. This is to say America has become death. So what we're doing then uh, is either <laughs> accepting that <laughs> or we make a contrary claim and we say, uh, 
Okay, you became Death Destroyer of Worlds. Well, <laughs> the theory of relative, relative, it's, it's fascinating how the language works mm -hmm. there. The theory of rel relativity allowed them, apparently, right, to create this bomb. A religious theory of relativity allowed them to create that bomb because in the in the in their vision of the world all there was is power and the 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 race to achieve this uh anti-godhood of death status um what did it do it destroyed so nobody can say anything because everybody is too scared to say that the people that created this weapon and that themselves became death, you know, they've, they've said it. Oppenheimer mm -hmm. said it. I am become death. He's embodied death. They're scared to go up to death and say, no, you can't. You can't say there is no relativism unless you see that there is a weapon that's more powerful than that bomb. And this is why Christians can't argue with them. Because the Christian world doesn't think that it has any weapon that's more powerful than that bomb. It's forgotten uh, its own history and its own origin, and it's forgotten Our Lady, who is our greatest weapon. And this is why nobody can argue anymore. You can't argue with death until you know that Christ is, uh, is really the champion who destroys death. But because we don't have any faith or civilizational memory that the Christian world claimed to have a weapon that was stronger than death before, we're stuck in the scientific, we're stuck in the relative. I hope this makes this is, sense. No, this is it's just, I'm just sitting there thinking and saying, yes, this is it. This is this, this juxtaposition. I mean, I have literally lived with my entire life since I was a baby and not been able to see why it's in this this massive contradiction which you say is this death cult of relativity versus the truth mm. of the incarnation that we are no longer confident confides with faith enough to say yes. is the truth yes mm. the more relative the cultures become the closer to that bomb we all got that's the that's the uh, that's the crowning achievement of um, of the uh, of the modern world, and because everybody because everybody has 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 seen it now, you know they've seen the effect of it. It's like the big magic of America has worked on them mm -hmm. to terrify them into thinking, okay, well this is this is all that there is. I don't know if this is making sense. I no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm. We have now articulated the moment <laughs> that we've been living in since 1945 mm. so well, and then saying what are the, what I'm what I'm thinking about now is like, what are the further implications of living in that moment? And and one of the things that I thought that I was sort of thinking about to start with today is this. Um, statement that the New Zealand Prime Minister made mm. Hipkins Chris Hipkins um Vox had put this on his blog and we've all been looking at it and talking about it and thinking of it lots of discussion on social galactic everybody who's on social galactic and hasn't a 
subscribe to Unauthorized TV so you can get my, these videos and all the other videos. Please subscribe. <laughs> um, but uh, Hipkins is saying uh, that there were no compulsions in the mandates, right? In terms of the vaccine mandates, I acknowledge that it was a challenging time for people, but they ultimately made their own choices. There was no compulsory vaccination. Very fascinating there. People made their own choice. Now, of course, everybody's furious about that because it did not feel like, oh, you know, there was no compulsion in all of those mandates. Um, but as Vox has, has rightly pointed out, Tipkins is strictly speaking correct. People were not held down and jabbed. Mm. No. <laughs> they were given a choice. Do you say no to this jab that then makes you this offer? If you get this this jab, all of these other things will be available to you, right? It's like um, what he says, uh, Vox said, the, um, the statement is sparking an amount of outrage, mostly among those who feel they were forced to get vaccinated. And while the outrage is understandable, the man is telling no more than the literal truth. Virtually no one was actually compelled to get vaccinated as we were all presented with choices. To be threatened with the loss of one's job, the inability to play a sport, to drink in a club, or to eat in a restaurant, the cancellation of one's college acceptance or one's travel plans may be unpleasant, but it is still to be presented with a choice. Many people, most people, made bad choices. They made what in retrospect looked like very suboptimal and dangerous choices that prioritized their short-term preferences over their long-term health. So remember this next time. <laughs> remember this when the mm. new mandates are put in place. The choice is still going to be yours. Learn from the mistakes that were made last time and remember those who are putting you in this difficult position are going to point out after the fact that you were the one who made your choice. And that, I mean, to be, you know, to, to acknowledge, Vox said that all along. And that was one of the things that I constantly kept meditating on in the midst of my university's mandates. And um, you and I talked about uh, as well. It's like they can't force you. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the choice is there. With, it's like Jesus's temptation by, by Satan. You know, so I, I'm going to, you know, give you all of this if you do such and such. So I will give you, you know, access. I mean, it was usually access, right? I will give you access to this restaurant or to this event or to this, to this mm. job. Unfortunately, if you do this thing and and you know you're wanting that job or you the the bomb is a giant jab, um, as well, right? That there's this um. Which, of course, the United States has been wielding against the rest of the world ever since 1945. Disguised under, and this is, I mean, Oppenheimer, which I haven't seen, so I'm going on the hearsay, that, that the, the thing that um, the movie does try to present is the problem of, well, Oppenheimer was a communist. We knew that he's part of the party. <laughs> that, you know, the, 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 the threat is, which I grew up under, right, as, as well. I mean, growing up in in um, New Mexico with my family members working at the labs and so forth, and we're in the Cold War at that point, right? We're in the war with the, the, the not war with the Soviets over who's going to drop a bomb. Um, and mm -hmm. that that sort of that. So when the jab stuff came along, when the mandate, the vaccine mandates came along, it was like this is a familiar situation 
where you are in fear of this thing that you can't actually do anything about being given not choices about things that you wish you could or couldn't do. And that illusion, I mean, what's, what's interesting about Oppenheimer making that quotation from, is it, is, is it from the Bhagavad Gita that I become death, the destroyer? Yeah. Okay. So it, yeah. I, whether it's from yeah. one of the Vedas or whether it's, it's the Bhagavad Gita that, I mean, one of the, the, you know, the truths of that tradition is that all things are illusion, right? That, that, that we actually yes. live in this Maya changeability, right? That we live in this, this, this not stable reality. Yeah, it proposes everything is an illusion. It also proposes that the, uh, it's an interesting point, actually, uh, the incarnation versus the emanation mm. of the of the that that tradition that indian or bharati tradition yes we need to call it bharati how do we say it bharati 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 i don't know <laughs> it's still going to be india um good greek tradition it, call it india <laughs> india it just sounds so cool um but the the tradition proposes an emanation from God, Godhead, you know, everything that exists is just further away or closer away to, to this uh, thing mm. that they call Godhead. And therefore it's like a, a, anything can be God, even death can be God, you know. So it's an, it's an interesting kind of thought that they've quoted this tradition because um, it's, it, you couldn't get a more, completely opposite thought than Christianity, than this kind of um, philosophy. Mm. Where we're claiming that there was one incarnation of God in flesh, that this Eastern world proposes that there is many multiple reincarnations and everything is relative it's 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 really really interesting it's like uh that that bomb gets dropped as an event but it really just it it explodes and it spreads an eastern mystical fog over the west that didn't exist before yep. where everyone's forgotten the incarnation the moment of uh of the uh, the annunciation to Mary of the incarnation, what gave what the, the magnitude of Gabriel speaking to Mary meant. So it's like uh, if the bomb is the moment of destruction of the West philosophically, the moment of creation of the West, then is the annunciation to Mary by Gabriel when he says, "Hail Mary." Mm. It's a, opposing opposing moment which has the same level of force on the worlds that the bomb had in the imagination the thing that i've been i've been wrestling with and i've obviously been wrestling with this in my scholarship all along and in my own devotions is i'd say the absolute reality of christ as truth 
And the problem that Christians seem to be stuck in of simply saying that Mm. it's true. Mm. And backing down against those categorized in the gospel of John um, as those who deny it, Mm. which John calls Jews. (laughs) And when I'm talking to my mom about this, she said, well, we can't hate. And I'm like, I didn't say anything about hate. I said, wrong. It's, it's, it's the, the Jesus is the savior of from what, right. And sort of, I, I think, I, I feel like I want to project from this episode into all sorts of things that we're going to have to keep talking about at length over over mm-hmm. the next year. <laughs> How long does it take mm-hmm. to actually convince people that Christ is the truth? <laughs> um, we'll be talking about it until everyone listens. Oh, very good. So, you know, guys, you better grow our audience fast because you guys are in for a long ride. Um yeah. But it's I, I'm I'm liking how we're breaking it down here of saying why has it been so clouded? Why has it been so hard to simply say what you know the 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 people who made that statue look conquistadora made, the people who showed up in Santa Fe with it <laughs> to convert the right. you know the, the people who were already there had that sense of this is truth and we want to share it with you because it makes reality clearer to you that that you're lost mm-hmm. in a fog without it and um that that there i i i'd say and there can't be multiple options in this story And that, that is where, that's with the relativity, that's where people, I think, get, you know, hung up. It's like, well, why can't I just understand God the way I wish, I, you know, I like it? Why, why and so this will say, well, just the Judaism. Why can't the sense that the not Jesus rabbis have the prerogative to make decisions for their congregations as they see fit be okay short answer <laughs> no, the long answer <laughs> oh, we gotta we gotta figure out some you way to get much we're, 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 we're you piecing our way through this atomic fog right now i'm gonna have to change the cover that i prepped for tonight's episode if we yes. don't get to theophilus um, you know how much I love Rabbi Wolf. Oh my gosh, she did it. Oh, I'm going to have to completely change the cover. And it's I be, do. I, I'm going to make I a mushroom cloud Wolf. versus Our Lady mm. for the cover for this one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, for anyone who doesn't know what that term is, I've been using it for a little Please while. Please explain Rabbi Wars. Is... So that, okay, we're, we're Rabbi, in Rabbi Wars, oh. and this is the, yeah. pro- the fundamental problem mm. of relativity in the claims that yes. Judeo-Christian as a term is obscuring <laughs> and people thinking that they can hold those 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 two things together in one hmm. reality and not have their brains explode. <laughs> like an um, atomic bomb. You know, splitting exactly. the atom of reality. <laughs> Splitting the atom of reality. That's what we've been doing. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> uh, so to define a rabbi wars, how would I define a rabbi war? Basically, the history of Israel is a history of rabbi wars. Uh, the, the intertestamental period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Israel was without a prophet for hundreds of years. And in this time, the synagogue system emerged. Um, uh, I can't give you the dates because I'm very bad at dates, but um, Hellenized Hebrews, Hellenized Israelites became a bit of a problem. <laughs> we tend to travel around and, and go into different nations and whatever like me, they're a fan of Greek culture. <laughs> but by the time, uh, by the time the New Testament uh, is, is, is written, you know, the beginning of the stories in the New Testament, this uh, intertestamental period has, has, has left the Judeans in Judea, this remnant of, the, of, of Israel that's there in uh, the southern kingdom of Israel that's there in Judea, it's left them in this kind of hopeless, ghettoized situation within the Roman Empire. They have an enormous um, <laughs> problem in that they've been reduced to uh, being colonial subjects of Rome, but also inside the inside the Judean uh, presence, there is sectarian. Uh, there, there, there's massive sectarian combat because the, the, the hundreds of years without a prophet has resulted in them constantly arguing over interpretations of the law, interpretations mm. of the temple tradition also. And so um, they get this synagogue system which develops <clears throat> where uh, depending on what sect you're in, you have a varying interpretation of the law. This is where Sadducees and Pharisees come from. This is where the zealots emerge, you know, the zealots being the, um, the kind of uh, suit up and boot up uh, <laughs> legalistic nationalists, you know, this kind of stuff. So it's in this environment that Christ emerges. It's, it's in this environment that John, John the Baptist is, is born and starts his, his mission to hail the Messiah. Because the Israelites that are in Judea are scattered, the sheep are scattered everywhere. We we don't have a, a central point of interpretation for the law. It's rabbi versus rabbi. So this is where I say it's rabbi mm. was, because the the Pharisees and the Sadducees they hate each other. Uh, people are uh, laughing at the zealots. You know, there's like a million people come up and claim to be the Messiah every fifteen minutes. Life and, of Brian springs uh, to mind as. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and so uh john the baptist comes and says the messiah is coming and of course well people uh they believe him to be baptized but then the majority of the population are rolling their eyes thinking oh no not another one you know so christ is incarnated to the the judeans who at that time are entrenched in rabbi wars and what i find really funny about this is that christians are scared mm -hmm. they're scared to even say that word rabbi although when, although mary magdalene says that to christ when he appears in the garden raboni yes she does she calls him raboni as does nicodemus who's a pharisee <laughs> he calls him rabbi rabbi raboni you're a master of the law christ is the the rabbi for us, the chief rabbi of Israel, but he's he's born into this environment where he has to go out and he has to do rabbi wars, 
So he goes through the synagogue system. He's, he's you know, he, uh, he reads from the law in the synagogue. And even after the crucifixion and the resurrection, the early church are still engaged in rabbi wars within the synagogues. So it's very strange that the Christian world is so scared to, uh, to, to, to look at this period because the moment you say anything like this, of course, people are even now they're going to hear me and they're going to think I'm talking in a racial way, but I'm not. I'm speaking in a sectarian way or in an interpretive way in the way where uh, Israelites were, were engaged in these rabbi war debates within the synagogue system, uh, the synagogues all over the Mediterranean. And it took some time for the apostles to go, you know what, we're going to abandon the synagogues and we're not going to debate in here mm -hmm. anymore because people aren't listening to us. For for the early church, the point of contest was within the synagogue itself. The church emerges out of rabbi wars. Yeah. So I lost my train of thought there. Uh, we we link it to what? Well, so, oh yes, what your mother was saying about hate. Right, and the, and the hate. If there, I, the hate. And so yeah. it, and the, the, I when I, I'm. <laughs> My poor mother being brought into this, but it's like she's the example of the Bible study that, you know, <laughs> devout Protestants are engaged in and particularly Presbyterians, yeah. which is where I came from. Right. It's like my other my other roots is the Presbyterian ministers and, you know, my, my mom's family who were out there in the West because they're the first preacher man in the region. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing I, I well, what I, I gave her, I sent her was a book that I um, picked up from the. I can't remember whether I mentioned this on stream, but the um, Scott Hahn and John Bergsma from the St. Paul Center came and gave some talks at Cantius a few weeks ago. And I found from Bergsma, um, he did a book on the Jewish roots of Christianity, specifically talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls. And it's it's actually a very nice little book. He's, he himself is an Old Testament scholar, so he knows all the languages. Yes, he can you know read them all because he grew up Presbyterian too. They all We all grew up Presbyterian and we're all worrying about scripture study. So there you go. And the, the group that you see in the Dead Sea Scrolls is yet another of these. It's the, the, it's the Essenes. And he yes. does, a, Bergsman does a very nice job in this little book on the Dead Sea Scrolls showing the way in which John, in particular, draws on language that is very, very similar to things that you find in the Dead Sea Scrolls and their, their, their you know, attention to images of light and the, the, the baptism that John the Baptist is probably also from the same um, milieu, although it, does, it seems like he probably didn't live mm. with them because they, they have these celibate, stable communities and John's wandering around in the desert and stuff. But it's much of the language that shows up in the New Testament makes contextual sense if you recognize it's in these Dead Sea Scrolls, which should absolutely, for absolutely everybody, trump all of these rabbi wars in terms of priority, because the Dead Sea Scrolls are acknowledged as the oldest copies that we have of anything. Like mm -hmm. the, if you're talking about physical proof, right? That, that we're yes. always arguing. We've we've talked about this in our Scrolls and Trolls episode of last autumn mm -hmm. right we're saying if you're un trying to understand where the scriptures come from it's a you know process of transmission and copying and which are the oldest manuscripts well the dead sea scrolls trump all of that because they are actually you know copies of the scriptures made at the time of jesus's life and um include 
you know, uh, examples from particularly Isaiah, but also Jubilees, which I think we've talked about. I'm not sure. I, I, unfortunately, guys, I'm going to end up starting talking footnotes again, if, <laughs> because it's the only way to keep from being completely relative and, oh, yeah, whatever you think. It's it, No, it's not all relative. There are trackable traditions in these debates. And one of them is that in fact, what Christ, what Jesus says, and what John says, Jesus says, comes out on the basis of these scrolls as being, in fact, the the ancient tradition. It's and and yeah. this this is a problem, I think, for Christians now because they often feel like apologetic because of the way they've been taught to talk about the relationship between the New Testament and the Old Testament. Oh well, there was the Old Testament. And, you know, it had one religious system and then the New Testament came along and it's 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 as if yes. the New Testament came along and just invented its own religion, mm. appropriating the Old Testament. Yeah, it's it seems to be completely divorced in the way that people describe it. Right. Uh, this like kind of. Mildly referential version that emerges in the new testament um which i suppose is why a lot of people say they don't like reading the old testament mm. right they get scared it's like uh no we don't want we don't like the old testament god we like the new testament god which is Same a heresy <laughs> mm. marcion right one of the earliest heresies was denying <laughs> that there you know the god is revealed in both the the yeah. older the older scriptures and the newer scriptures now we're going to get to covenant. Mm. We we said covenant is like contract, which is that I think there's we're just going to have to do this slowly and unpack things. Then we can refer people back to our previous episodes and say, see, we've we've mm. we've been we've been taking this down. But <laughs> but the, the the principal problem most Christians have now, and and this is very specifically a problem for Protestants, and it's 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 interesting. It's a problem for Catholics, but in a kind of indirect and and lazy way. Um, mm. that they feel like they have to apologize for reading the Old Testament because that really belongs to the Jews. I, I, that's why mm. we end up with this Judeo-Christian nomenclature um, because mm. it's saying, well, but you, the, the tradition from the Old Testament and the tradition from the New Testament, they blend, right? It's like, well, no, not exactly. <laughs> no. Um, there's a few things in there. First, which Jews? Mm. Not 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 all Hebrews or not all Israelites rejected Christ, right? Not all, all the ones the that wrote Israelite the New Testament, diaspora. for example, except recognized yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the the tradition of interpretation of the Old Testament that is Israelite or Hebrew is not. Um, how shall I say? There isn't only one of those, which is uh, Judaic. There, the 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 Old Testament interpretation of Hebrew people fell into two different sects very early on, which was the Christian and the uh, then Pharisaical, right? The ones that were were not. Uh, who, who Jesus quite clearly in the Gospels disagrees with. Yeah, quite strongly. <laughs> 
and then poor poor Nicodemus, who is a Pharisee, you know, right. he has to hide because he doesn't he doesn't uh, have the ability to openly say, you know, I think that this is the the, the Messiah. I think right. I think this this man is is the the fulfillment of our scriptures uh, because of rabbi wars. Because in this uh, institution in um, in Judea, the Pharisees had amounted so much political power and cultural power that they were. Uh, beyond uh questioning in terms of being the authority of the of the the of the the old testament the authorities of the law they claimed a monopoly of old testament interpretation um which christ challenged directly many times and only nicodemus was able to come out and say uh secretly but he did come out of the 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 the, the pharisaical sect and talk with Christ and ask him for uh, his rabbinic interpretation. So I think this is why it's so sticky for everybody because um, they're not looking at how this claim of being the one who interprets the Old Testament defines the entire story of the gospel, really, in the sense of Christ being the one who arrives and, and claims that he is the sole authority of, inter of interpretation mm -hmm. of the law as fulfillment of the law. And it's, an, uh, it's not something that's discussed in Christianity now, in modern Christianity. People, uh, of course, they'll talk about Christmas and Easter. They do the festivals. They do everything. Um, they, they say, you know, Jesus was the Messiah. Okay, moving forward. But in order to have a look at that relationship. I think it's very important to have a look at that relationship between Nicodemus and Christ, mm. because you see the first glimpse of what it means for the Christians at the time, who were Hebrews, to say, we are claiming that our rabbi has supreme authority over all others. It's a very bold claim. That's what they were doing mm -hmm. though. Um, And so if you if you acknowledge this, well, you can't get rid of the Old Testament because Christ himself is claiming to be the the one who can uh, interpret it for us and, and reveal and, and reveal the scriptures in himself with a with an accurate interpretation. Well, and, and um, what you just said, that, so one of the things that Scott Hahn pointed to was the uh, conversation on the way to Emmaus that Jesus has with mm -hmm. the, 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 the two um disciples who's showing them that he is in the scriptures but this is i mean this is okay so maybe we're just do this is all a prologue to the thing that we were going to talk about we thought we were going to talk about with mary but in marrying the art of prayer um you know make try to make the the, the strong point that it neither jesus nor mary mean anything unless they're fulfilling those scriptures right it's like it's mm. it's, it's not like they yeah. just showed up and, you know, I mean, this this is the problem saying, oh, Jesus showed up and worked miracles and therefore everybody believed he was the son of God. It's like, no, <laughs> because that claim means nothing unless it's in the context, the frame of the story, which says God has revealed himself through the, the you know, the the um, prophets and, and through the laws. And here he is fulfilling them. The, 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 Jesus is nonsensical right. unless he is actually the fulfillment of the prophecies from the Old Testament. And likewise, my bigger, you know, the 
stronger claim I make in, in Marian Art of Prayer, um, Mary is likewise seen as fulfilling images and prophecies and figures from the Old Testament. And again, otherwise, mm-hmm. what she's some illiterate peasant woman who gets, you know, raped by a Roman soldier, probably named Pantera, who then claims that her son is, you know, delusions of, again, it's like, it's like it, either Jesus is nuts and delusional and a mm-hmm. sadic, you know, masochistic sadist, as some have claimed, um, or, you know, that you see him within the fulfillment frame of the prophecies, including be very mm-hmm. co- you know, powerfully in Isaiah, many of which copies of the scriptures, of those scriptures they have it in the Dead Sea Scrolls. It, it, it's, and and it, it's interesting to me that Christians seem so unwilling to acknowledge this, you know, robustly as the basis for our faith. You don't get to say, oh, well, Jesus could have been right, but these other rabbis are also right, and therefore everybody gets to be right. No. No. They're scared because they don't understand the rabbinical, uh, the, the rabbi wars. They don't understand the rabbi, rabbinical contests that were going on in the synagogue system mm. at the time. The sectarian split between Sadducee, Pharisee, Pharisee Zealots, Essene, uh, the, the multiple claims of... Uh, you know, uh, messianic arrival that were that were happening. I mean, it was it was not just one person that arrived and said, "I am the Christ." You know, and even uh, even our Lord said, "You know, many will come mm. say that I am the Christ." There's always someone arriving claiming to be the Messiah. There can only be one. It's the same thing with the rabbi the rabbi wars when Christ is talking to Nicodemus when the when the early church are speaking within the synagogue system itself. They're going through this process of arguing with the rabbinical authorities to say, we have found the supreme authority. And this is why they get into trouble. This is why they get kicked out of the synagogues, because they're essentially saying, you cannot possibly interpret better than the Lord himself who has incarnated in the Virgin. There is not a single rabbi who can make a claim now that he is able to interpret the law better than Jesus Christ. This is a very uncomfortable thing to state. This is why people are not able to argue about religion anymore because they don't actually see Christ as an Israelite interpreting the mm. law within right. synagogue system as Rabboni. However, it is obvious that in the beginning of his ministry and even after his resurrection that his own people were calling him Rabbi. Mary Magdalene said, Rabboni. Why would she say right. that unless she was serious? He is our Rabbi. So... Uh, maybe it's a thing that um, people come into uh, Christianity from different points, different traditions, different cultures, um, but the, I mean, the remembrance of the of of the early church. Uh, and and what the apostles were doing and the, and the disciples were doing, they are Israelites, they're Judeans. These are people that are uh, still connected with the temple tradition and very much concerned with the um, correct interpretation of the law. Right. And it was the arguing and squabbling over the correct interpretation of the law that oppressed everybody so much because uh, the the hyper-legalism of the Pharisees had made everybody 
unable to access God. This is why Christ was so angry with them. He was angry with them because they had heaped on so many burdens on everybody through this legalistic thinking that they could no longer see God in the Old Testament. It was just a book of rules. And it's a temptation that so many people have now. How are we going to fix everything? What rules do we need? You talk about this all the time, you know, everyone sort of let's, fallback let's, is, which rules do we let's, need? Let's talk what about this more because this is actually <laughs> yeah. the crux, right? Another of the things that I saw, crux, <laughs> get it? Um, across the across the midwest and the, the billboards out there alongside the ones for uranus fudge um <laughs> were billboards for um and i've forgotten the phone number for it 83 the truth there you go you can call them jesus can save you from sin mm-hmm. uh, but that was actually really well said it's like that's what jesus saves us from is sin what sin? What is sin? Well, we talked about it in a previous Yeah, stream. but we kept to keep talking uh, about it because A, we haven't, you know, we, we yeah. haven't convinced everybody <laughs> that yes, you must be Christian in order to be saved. What does it mean to be saved from sin? And mm. This, you know, sort of the context of the rabbi wars is, of course, hinges on a definition of sin. What is sin? Mm. Well, when we talked about it last time, we showed the 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 example of that Balenciaga fashion show they mm. now bizarrely repeated in the burning man festival the burning man festival it's, it's we it's like everything's coming back for us right it's like yeah, everything that we talked about last year is now being revealed in its fullness and burning man buried in mud right okay mm-hmm. <laughs> all the stuff that you want to put on that burning man and have burned away but you can't because you're <laughs> literally mired in mud <laughs> you're stuck in the mud <laughs> that's sin can't wash it off can't get out of it but why would you why would you want to wash it off i mean this is i think the so most of the time this is the sort of the the blunter version it's like so we we've got a lot of got a lot of images floating around here right now and since i didn't quite plan this properly with the images i don't have any images to show you guys so you just have to listen <laughs> and keep it all in your heads the bomb the, the, the destruction of matter and, and, and the bringing of death by way of that weapon. Mm. The, the claim of utter relativity that, that accompanies that theory of relativity that theoretically brings us that bomb, meaning there is no truth. Everyone has your truth, his truth, her mm-hmm. truth. There is no yes. actual truth. The, you know, the, the pernicious and devastating social problem that we have now with when Christians say Jesus can save you from sin, people tell us we're being hateful, and particularly that we're being hateful towards those who, I had to say this so that people hear properly. Whatever Jews are, they disagree with Christians on this one central claim that Jesus saves from sin. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. 
I mean, there are Jews yes. for Jesus, right? But that is my head. That makes them, doesn't that make them Christian? You recognize Jesus as the Christ. You are Christian. And if you don't recognize Jesus of the Christ, and and then and then the sort of the anti-binary is is complicated because as it makes the whole world Jewish, if they don't recognize Jesus as Christ. Mm -hmm. Or does it? No, because they're not necessarily living under other rabbinic decisions. Well. Um. I mean, in terms of Western culture, the the influence. How should I put this? I think because Western culture, what people call Judeo-Christian, mm. emerges from Rabbi Wars. So in that way, the, the term Judeo-Christian is appropriate, but not for the reason why people are right. using it. I've been thinking about that. It is Judeo-Christian, but it's yeah. it's it's the competition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fundamentally yes. between a legalistic, yes. with the medieval yes. version of it was the legalistic and the sacramental, mm. I think. Um, right, recognizing baptism as salvific versus recognizing the law as um, necessary in the... Well, okay, I have read bits of the Talmud, and that's not quite the way it, lo it looks in the Talmud, so we didn't go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> well, no, I, the thing is, one of the things I was thinking about, this is, everybody, obviously, the elephant in the room is what the ADL is talking about with Acts and Musk and stuff like that. We're trying to figure out a way to get through to the actual substance of this debate, which, unfortunately, is creating an atomic bomb in our culture of... Mm. actual you know destructions of everything right we, we're not able to speak out loud the longing that we have that as christians the longing that we have for 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 um everyone to be gathered in in god's love well it's become worse now because laid on top of the theological context is, Dar uh, is darwinism right people are not uh, speaking about this theologically. They're speaking about it Darwinistically in many cases, which is why it trips them up even further. Right. Because probably anyone watching this video later on is going to see it and interpret it in a Darwinist uh, lens. They can't help it. They've been programmed. Everybody's been programmed by Darwinism to see things in a genetic or a racial context instead of to see things in terms of the... Um, the rabbinical, which includes Christ as our rabbi. Right. So the the problem is then I think uh, not that the whole world is Jewish, it's that the whole world has been created by Western civilization or, or, or influenced by Western civilization without understanding Western civilization and what it is. Mm. Western civilization emerges out of the collapse of the pagan order of Europe and the East and the emergence of the church in this uh, environment. And what is the church? The church is the ecclesia, ecclesia in Greek, those called out. And what are we called out of? We're called out of the synagogue system. Mm -hmm. We're called out of that rabbinical rabbi wars. Why? Because we no longer have to have rabbi wars. 
we have found our rabbi, we have found our interpreter of the law, we found the fulfillment of the old law, we found the perfection of um, the temple uh, religion in Christ uh, through his uh, through his mother. I think that's probably a clearer way of describing it is that that we've invited everybody to come into Western civilization. It's the new world, the new West, mm -hmm. the post-Christian West. It's modernity. It's this vending machine, this vending machine culture that doesn't see itself with any religious foundation. It's it's the, the West as we know it is in that relativistic, you know, the West is in, in relativism. That's not how it always was. So I think if you give Westerners any kind of um, pressure, as I've done um, the last couple of months with some conversations with some people here in Australia, because Australia is very allergic to any kind of religious um, debate, uh, it's a dialogue, let alone a debate, you know, like this conversation would be enough to have people chasing me down the street with a pitchfork. We're being so, that's we're being so mild. Yes. It, I know. But that's how fragile it yes. is because relativism is fragile. It's like the bomb. You yeah. can't touch it too much or it'll explode. Yeah. And that's how people are now. They're atomic. Everything is set, preset for destruction because they are in relativism mode and no one can make a truth claim. No one can say, no, we have one rabbi, we have the interpretation of the law, etc. They're so far removed from the origin of Western civilization inside rabbi wars, you know, that mm -hmm. the, the milieu of the church and what the church became. Um, and so removed from Israelite history and Israelite identity in, in, um, in that way that they don't even have the language to ex explain these things. So they're they're just stuck in um, they're stuck in a sense because <laughs> like the rooster, the rooster agrees. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. Well, it's like Peter, you know, denying Christ three times, and then the, the rooster crows. Do it again. He's going to do it again. Um, the West has denied Christ. Yeah, there you go. Now he's back. The West <laughs> has denied Christ, but once the once the West denies Christ, it's denying the the rabbinical foundation of Western culture of Catholic civilization without replacing it with anything else. Mm. Uh, I don't know if this is making any sense whatsoever, but your your rooster thinks the rooster so. Seems to the rooster agree. Thinks, so no, um, but I so this is. I mean, to be fair to myself, I've been trying to explain this for my whole, you know, my whole career, and and yeah. it, and also to be fair to myself, nobody in my academic context can do it either, right? Because I think one that like the study of religions begins in in the modern scholarly context in 1893 in Chicago with the World Parliament of Religions, where there's just mm -hmm. sort of this agreement that we're we're not going to choose between stories but as as you pointed out we're not allowed we're not we're not actually allowed to choose between stories we must believe certain stories you can know which ones you must believe because they're the ones that will get you fired if you disagree with them <laughs> you made your choice yes. right um and so 
I, this I, I I I'm sort of thinking of this this now. It's I I do want to project a a a program of what we're going to try to achieve over over the next several episodes months this year I, I mean it's just like how how do we get to the point of i mean you and i share it already but how do we get to the point of expressing the 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 singularity of the truth that we see in in our lord um and mm-hmm. one thing i'm thinking as you're talking is okay so understanding christianity as you know a arising out of these these rabbi wars it it also yes. but also and this is like the atom, our atomic bomb metaphor is is interesting because America has gone out into the world and, and I think Coca Cola is the other the other image there right infected it with our syrup mm-hmm. our Coke spirit one of the other books I read over the holiday was this history of the world in six glasses and you know there's there's beer wine distilled spirits coffee tea and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, of course, that <laughs> Coke is the one that's branded. It's very, it's considered very American. It, it like, it explodes out of yeah. the United States in the same way that the atomic bomb did so that the whole world has bottling, you know, facilities as you can find out in the Coca-Cola experience in Atlanta, that like the entire world's covered with sticky syrup because of, because of Coke. Um, yes. And your, our vending machine culture is there is participating in that and saying, that vision of reality, the American imperial reality, which is sweetened with coke and threatened with this bomb, nobody is allowed to dis- to disagree with that, except for bricks mm. who are now pulling out of the dollar <laughs> and, and say, and and they're of course come with that vision of American reality, certain truth claims that also mm. we are not allowed to contest without losing our jobs. Mm. So we, do, we don't, in fact, inhabit a relative world. We inhabit an absolute world that is at odds with Christ, which he always said his, his kingdom was not of this world. So there's that, that side. But then I was also thinking as you were talking, saying the, that Rabbi War's version of reality has a different sort of character when, as for example, in the in in the land of enchantment, you recognize the Christian coming up against traditions of mythology and and ritual and community that didn't come out of the rabbinic discussions at all. The Pueblo, for example, yes, um, and. You know that 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 overlay of imperialism, the Christian, you know, the Christian ex- ex- expansion by way of, for example, the Spanish. It's like it. We've we've talked about this many times. Saying the English-speaking world is very uncomfortable with that Catholic expansion because the English-speaking world doesn't like the Pope, because the English-speaking world doesn't like the Spanish, because the English-speaking world spent most of its time trying to steal from the Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know believing mythologies about the spanish that therefore justified the english-speaking world in doing whatever it could to just defeat it and destroy it for example the inquisition Mm -hmm. which then gives the you know that that thread throughout all of this of the the place of those 
rab rabbinic the, the 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 participants in rabbinic traditions that don't accept Christ. Mm. Well, the the I mean that's uh, that's Judaism. Uh, right. That's the 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 emergence of uh, the counter rabbinic tradition that is contemporaneous with the emergence of the church. Right. They both come out at around the same. Well, actually, no. The church emerges first, and afterwards, the you know Jerusalem is destroyed, and then the uh, the synagogue system that is uh, you know survives the destruction of, of Jerusalem. Uh, begins to create what is now known as Judaism. That's the, the that's the rabbinical interpretation that uh, is uh, developed after the church makes its claim uh, as the 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 one true rabbinical interpretation. Right. So. What we have then is, on top of all of these competing <laughs> imperial powers, <laughs> it's it was such only a six drinks. Like, I'm not really. Sure. It's like, oh. maybe if we could. Yes. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> so I mean, like, it's intense, though. Really, like, this is the, this is the history that we've lived in as Westerners for so long. Mm. Um, in in all of these imperial powers emerging and then collapsing and emerging, collapsing borders getting gobbled up and nations coming out and then whatever, you've got this uh, rabbinical system which is running parallel to the church. And uh, it's quite intense because, you know, I mean, as I'm joking about all the time, your accent changes, your nationality changes a lot. Uh, the rabbinical system runs throughout all of the uh, the world the same way that the Catholic faith, faith does. It's, it's like the church and... Um, the church and the synagogue kind of <laughs> hitchhiking on empires. Uh, mm. It's kind of cool if you think about it like that. Um, but uh, the difficulty in, I think, explaining this to, to everybody now is that because they're thinking in a Darwinistic mindset, they don't realize exactly the I'd say what I consider to be the most beautiful aspect of Christendom is that it is this glorious revelation of the promise of Israel mm. in a, in a, in a, in a really unexpected way. The church just goes poof, all over the Mediterranean and suddenly what Israelites were waiting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for is suddenly a reality in this horrible collapsed Roman empire environment. It like, it's very, very beautiful. We've had to survive all of these imperial emergences and collapses in the same way that the competing rabbinical system has done. Mm -hmm. so, you know, uh, the Ju Judaism itself is running through all of these different uh, empires. Also, um, it just doesn't help anybody to interpret this in a Darwinistic way at all. And when Europeans did start interpreting this Darwinistically, it went really, really mm -hmm. bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is where the fear comes from. 
it's like we can't have these conversations because next we're going to start talking about blood purity and then we're going to talk about racial fractions. We can't have this conversation because this we had this conversation before, guys. 80 years ago, we had this conversation and a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. So let's never have this conversation again. The problem is you are Darwinists. Right. You do not think in terms of... Uh, the the tradition of the rabbis you think in racial fractions and until i think like for me until westerners can give up the darwinism they can't handle this topic and it's it's like an x twitter x whatever this week you know everyone's saying ban the adl ban this ban that whatever Mm. i don't know how many people that are engaged in the call for banning the adl are still thinking darwinistically but uh, now would be the time to stop, I think. Now would be the time for everybody to realise that the only reason why these calls for defamation are happening and everyone's getting their reputation destroyed is because the West has been so allergic to... Uh, the West has been so allergic to rabbi wars and so addicted to Darwinism that it can't handle its own tradition, it can't handle its own ancient origins, it can't handle looking at what the church really is. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my take on what's happening right now. Uh, banning an organization is not going to fix this. If you don't actually understand what Christianity is and what the apostles were preaching and who they were preaching. Um, well, and and this is, this is, took us almost the whole time just to get to this point, which is the, 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 what I thought was our starting point, um, that, the only reason the ADL works is because people are afraid in the first place. Hmm. It, yeah. It's all fear. Yeah. It's 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 like with the mandates hmm. with the vaccination, right? They make you afraid of the 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 virus, and therefore afraid. And it, it runs. I mean, it's like the the atomic bomb, death, destroy of worlds, fear, 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 and mm-hmm. at the root of all of it as I see it is this fear of acknowledging Christ mm-hmm. always. Yeah. It's always, always. So all of these fears run on the fear of acknowledging our salvation. Just like Nicodemus was afraid. Right. Mm. Yeah. He went in secret to the Lord cause he was afraid. That's interesting, but that is to recognize that that is it's the you know people people it's instead of I'd say with with the the vaccination things you know we started my the prayer group on campus last year we're going to do it again this year because people are still afraid mm-hmm. you still need to keep praying um, that you know that 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 Satan works primarily on fear. Fear, 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 fear. So we've talked about with Sauron. We've talked about with, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the all of these things. You're being, the ADL works on your fear of being called names. And mm. all of these companies will collapse for fear of being called names. For the, the, the um, we're not able to talk actually about proper, you know, understand proper historical processes or even events 
because you might be called a name for disagreeing with the previous historiography. Like racist, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Something like that. I mean, so it's interesting that, you know, there's on these various layers, there's, from my perspective, always this problem of narrative, both in small in and large in, which I also mm -hmm. can call mythology of the way in which you've been taught the story in the past. And, and this, this I also encounter with, with my family, my mom, for example, when I'm trying to explain things to her, and she's saying, well, that's not what I was taught in school. And I've, I've learned to hear that and understand. It's like there's a terrible fear of having your story destabilized. And mm -hmm. it, it, that fear of having your story destabilized is worse than finding out, for example, you know what? Spanish Inquisition didn't kill that many people. <laughs> right no it, i mean it didn't we know from the records because the other thing the spanish inquisition did was keep really good records right and there's there there's studies mm -hmm. now in the modern scholarship of showing those those heart those terror myths that for example mm, the english spread about mm, the spanish their imperial you know opponents about yes. you know how terrifying the Spanish Inquisition was, and if you Protestants get caught up in it, everybody's going to be burned at the stake. We had a little bit of this happening. I think it was in your your chat recently on Telegram. It's like, oh, you, you Catholics won't acknowledge that five fifty million people were killed by the, the you know the the Catholic Church, and we're like, which ones are you talking about? What you know, it's exactly who are you counting? And you know, yeah. the, because usually that sort of fear fog is like the atomic bomb, right? It just fills the air and you don't get in don't get any chance to actually count anything because it's all relative um that the you know the 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 inquisition kept very careful records of how the trials went and most people brought before the inquisition walked away in fact people mm. preferred to be tried by <clears throat> the inquisitional courts in spain than secular courts because the inquisition actually knew how to do a proper investigation <laughs> Thus, its name, Inquisition. Mm -hmm. So, the, it, even to be able to challenge that, that I I can talk to people. It's interesting. Maybe more my mom's generation than my students when I did the course on alt history last winter. But you can tell people something that actually means things were better than they thought, and they mm -hmm. don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. In fact, yeah. not as many people died as they thought. They prefer mm -hmm. to have the horror story because the worst horror is finding out their story was wrong. Yes. Yes. Now imagine if you've had the same story for 2000 years. <laughs> and this is where it gets really difficult because conversation now is always placed on a Darwinistic frame mm. instead of on narrative frame and on. So I think the mythological. Un unpack what you mean by Darwinistic. Darwinistic, Darwinism, in the sense that people are interpreting the human experience through biological race, mm. what Darwin referred to as the origin of the favoured races in his uh, origin of species. And the system that comes out of that in that it transforms human relationships and the understanding of ethnicity into a Darwinistic interpretation that puts people that look similar into the same category. Mm and then says they're the same race because they look similar, which isn't how it works genetically because Darwin didn't understand genetics. They hadn't actually discovered the DNA 
sequence yet. So Darwin based all of his things on what he could see visually. Mm. But the virus of his thinking carries through in the interpretation of human ethnicity and race, which is what happened in Germany, in post-Protestant Germany specifically, uh, leading to the entire shit show of what happened there with people applying for papers to prove that they were Aryan enough to be German and that they didn't have, uh, you know, X percentage of Jewish heritage that would uh, interfere with their uh, their blood purity. So for me, when I talk about Darwinism, I'm talking about the the thinking that results in people speaking of humans in terms of racial fractions mm -hmm. and not in ancient ethnicity and in terms of blood purity as a result of racial fractions. Um, and... There's there's another layer in the Darwinian the Darwinian version of things is like they're also um, survival of the fittest and that certain races are more yes. fit, which is the yes the Aryan claim and the the Nazi ideology. Yes, yes, uh, and that that was the claim uh, that that's why I've been like since you ran away and I've been banging out all my sa sandwiches about the Irish as well. Because the Irish question ruins this, the Irish relationship to America ruins mm -hmm. this, that a, a lot of people are not willing to look at. Uh, so, of course, I was talking about that because if you put people together that you think look similar and therefore they become the same race, but you reference history, it was not always so. The Irish in America were not considered to be the same ethnicity as the Anglos. According to Darwin, the, the Irish were below the Negro. Mm -hmm. He put them on the on the scale of you know, racial hierarchy in terms of survival of the fittest. The Irish were <laughs> right at the bottom. Um, and interestingly, I think that Catholics don't traditionally think like this. Darwinism doesn't come out of Catholicism. Darwinism comes out of the Anglo mind, right? right? So it's not the Spanish thought. Right. Well, uh, you know, the, the, the KKK in America were very anti-Catholic. So I think it's a very interesting thing that wherever you see this Darwinistic thinking, you're seeing something which is very anti-Catholic. Fundamentally, yes. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I forget how I got there because I was ranting. Well, I was asking, I was before. asking you, to, you, you've talked about the Darwinism and I'm asking you to define it more. I mean, um, yeah. and we're real, we're realizing I, I, I wish I had a blackboard and we could have charted all this out because then maybe it, people keep in all people's minds and realizing this is the way the mosaic art thinks all the time, <laughs> which is in the, 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 these, you know, what, what, you're trying to find the networks and associations and patterns between different levels of analysis constantly and seeing the way they cancel each other out or compromise them. And also therefore, and compassionately understanding why people freak out when we talk about stuff so that we can say, mm. what is it that's triggering that response for you so that you can't hear us? Mm. Um, and so you've been working hard on the, you know, the Darwinian problem of these racial fractions and 
Well, I had, you know, uh, like it's, because even it's happening, it's it's it, it happens. To it me, happens to so yeah, and I think it, I think it, it, it happens. It happens. To me you're in a different I'm, context because in my in my in my neighborhood, it's like black and white are a little more clearly differentiated because there's yeah. lots of black Americans. Um, yeah. Although yeah. the you know the sub fractions yeah. of the the not black Americans that are in this neighborhood are more complicated than that, and then mm. the black Americans are distinguished regionally by their different accents of the places they came from before they were in Chicago and when their families came to Chicago. So it's yeah. complicated too. There's a lot of Nigerians in the neighborhood yeah. as well. So that that's a different set. That's set, set. more complex. But yeah. of course, if you're in the Catholic church, none of that matters because mm. you're in Christ. Yes. 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 Um, as, as in, you know, Santa Fe, it's the holy faith of St. Francis of Assisi, which is why I always thought Santa Fe was in St. Faith, but it's not. It's the holy faith of St. Francis of Assisi in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in a church, you know, cathedral church presided over by the great French bishop who was archbishop who was sent there in, in the 19th century to organize everything. So the, that's Catholicism yeah. of the, the, the nations in Christ. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, in terms of the, the, the fear of, uh, defamation, mm -hmm. the fear of being accused of committing a defamation, this really comes out of this Darwinistic mentality, I believe, because instead of being able to state a truth claim and to be able to say very clearly where the Christian faith emerges, what the church was as a Hebrew institution or an Israelite mm -hmm. institution at its origins, that the, the Virgin Mother of Christ herself in our tradition is hailed as the pride of Judah, that there is, it, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of going on this tangent to trying to explain to people in the West how odd it is in a Coptic mindset for someone to say to me ever or to any Coptic people, you are anti-Semitic. Right. Like this phrasing that people are using now. Because for us, our entire identity as Copts centers on devotion to the virgin which is devotion to the pride of judah wherever we see our lady we see israel wherever she is wherever theotokos is we see israel there is no um <clears throat> it's 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 a it's a very not protestant way to to see the gospel right. You know, uh, the, the Protestants have seen the gospel that we're all oh, Virgin Mary got pregnant. Yes. And then Jesus came after that. Mary's gone. For us, it's not like this. Uh, the Virgin is for us the definition of all of Israel's hopes and expectations in her. All of the promises are realized because it's through her that the lord is incarnated 
And I think because people in the West are not really thinking in this way, that when we see the Virgin, we are seeing Israel because she is the pride of Judah. They're stuck in this mindset of thinking, okay, well, we're going to have these discussions. We have to be scared because why? Because deep down there's the damage in their way of thinking and that they revert to fractions. Mm. Always they're reverting to racial fractions. They're reverting to a Darwinistic interpretation of the nations instead of seeing it in the ancient way, which is apostolic, that Israel itself is redeemed in Christ. And then the apostles go out amongst the nations to pull them into Israel and to bring them into, to bring them into the church. Um, I like I don't know if I'm well, rambling is, too no, much. No, or, I just uh, hopefully I'm trying to I'm trying to explain. Stop apologizing. This, um, you're good. Although you're apologizing in the right way, which is the apologia, which is the explanation. <laughs> that, I mean, it, it, we're going to have to like just face on the Catholic versus Protestant. Unfortunately, I think. Um, yeah. Because well, because if, the fear see, the fear is the Protestant fear is the tradition got it wrong. Mm. fundamentally and the reason that the protestants end up tangled up in the way that they do from the 16th century in the scriptural studies is one they start reading the hebrew version that exists by that point which denies christ Mm. um and and two because they reject the frame the tradition the narrative of interpretation that came from the ancient church they aren't sure anymore I mean, it's like famously Protestantism ends up in multiple rabbi wars of its own, right? It's like every single, yeah. every single preacher man is his own rabbi, um, mm-hmm. effectively, and mm-hmm. that. I mean, the true apology. Th- this was I was actually frustrated a little bit with Han and Bergsma. Um, and it's like I, I understand where they're coming from because they're prod. They're they you know they grew up Presbyterian as I did. They both had, you know, deep training in it before they converted to to the church. And mm. their version of proof is to show you the way in which Jesus fulfills the scriptures. So I'm like, well, that's fine. I, I'm, 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 I'm fine with that. But Mm-mm. they're talking to Catholics who, interestingly, in this context, were happy to hear them making all these arguments about scripture because Catholics aren't reading the scriptures enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're absorbed in the liturgy and absorbed in the tradition, but they don't actually read the scriptures enough. So it's like you always, you end up with this two sides of the story. One, the, the, the sort of textual proof of the reality of the tradition on which the text itself depends, which we've, we've talked about a lot, but mm. I think bears continuing to unpack, which is then participating in the fears of historical defense that the empires create for themselves. And it's very mm. interesting that what happened in 1945 was the United States drops those bombs and creates for itself a new mythology, which is um, death to question. Mm. And therefore people, just like with the masks and the vaccines, became very, very, it's 
nearly impossible for people to ask questions about it without coming up against that horror of reality not being what they thought it was. Mm. Mm. Which is why the ADL can play the games that it does with people's fear. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of, uh, uh, really it's an imposition of interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that people are going to have to start to think about. And anyone that isn't involved in this, uh, like online campaign, campaign to ban the ADL, you really have to think about what this means. It's, it's, what are you, what are you trying to ban really? Uh, it's the, think about <laughs> it. What are you trying to ban? It's your choice. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. Uh, for me, it's the imposition of an interpretation of the law. Mm. Um, it's an imposition of interpretation of terms which belong to the church. And this is where the Protestants are going to get a really, really difficult time because, I mean, we never divorced these terms. We have not had a Protestant uh, experience in Africa. Mm -hmm. This is the this is the ancient apostolic church, and they, uh, unfortunately, I, well, actually, I shouldn't say this now. Thank you to the Western powers. Protestantism is being poured into the Nile region, right, along with the Coca Cola. <laughs> Along with the Coca-Cola, the <laughs> one and the same. Uh, that vending machine needs one to get the other. Um, but in terms of uh, the Copts, you know, all along the Nile, uh, we're anchored in the same place that the Church Fathers were in terms of our interpretation and our use of these, uh, the you know, the, the terms that we use. Mm. Uh, so it's something that I wrote about on Gab. I was so... Uh, mystified by everybody's reaction to what Ye was saying last year. And then I said, okay, this is interesting because it shows what's going on there, that in America what you have is a, a war over authority to interpret the story. Yes. That's what this really is. And because particular religious traditions in America are so caught up and infused in the machinery of the empire there. Americans find it very difficult to tell one from another sometimes. There was mm -hmm. an article that was posted, um, Torba posted an article about how, you know, people are leaving the churches, but they're still retaining their faith and they're sort of treating the arena of politics like it was their church. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Because now you're bringing in this war over interpretation into the political sphere. And that's what I see is going on with everybody. Well, it has to. It so, has to. I mean, because, in fact, there is no such thing as a I mean, non-mythological version of things. Mm -hmm. So people mm. are playing out their mythologies in, 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 in the political sphere, which they always do. Politics is always mm -hmm. fundamentally mythological. Mm. Well, then we're at the, we're at that point where uh, uh, people are tired of being uh, told what their mythology should be. 
it's a particularly difficult thing with the well they're told the, by the bomb you must believe yes. this one yes yes yeah relative relativism right but it's not a relativism it's a singular version of the mm -hmm. coca-cola version of the bomb mm -hmm. of the yeah. <clears throat> so we're back in new mexico we're back in new mexico yeah <laughs> in the shadow of the bomb trying to find our mythology well i think this this is a this is an accurate description of the situation <laughs> <laughs> and in this cloud of atomic blast we will have to leave you mm -hmm. to be continued um <laughs> No, I, this is, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, so I, the, the, uh, the chat has been, the chat has been enjoying this at some point. Casey said she's drinking a nuke right now. I guess that's a, they don't timestamp these, so I can't tell you when they actually are saying this in the Mortloaf bear. Okay. I'm glad you've been enjoying this. He says he's, I'm digging this stream. Thanks. Um, Darlin was clueless. The Irish understand. Okay. So this is. And, and and people can't give very long comments either. So I think sometimes these are these are these are um, poetically cryptic, in, <laughs> in their, we like riddles. In their, we like riddles and such. <laughs> that if nothing else, and I am going to have to make a new cover for this one before we can post it up because it's not what I thought we were going to talk about. Um, we thought we were going to talk about Theophilus <laughs> and the contract with the devil to be continued. Right next. To, It'll come I think up. we needed to set up the bomb first to get to that because it's kind of a... we did, and and yeah, and, yeah. The, and this this I think the conquistadora and the and the atomic bomb is a good juxtaposition to to leave mm. people with. We that's yeah. the 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 shadow of that disruption is what we mm. inhabit right now. The valley of the shadow of death, indeed. Where's your cock when we need it to like give us a? a... <laughs> He's probably caught another girlfriend. Oh, well. He's busy now. <laughs> do you do you end up? I, I want to say, do you end up with more chickens after that? I mean, do you, does 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 he? I'm not sure. Does, do we actually end up with because chicks, little chicks? Life, fertility, off of all, all of that, so. all of that exuberance of your of your rooster. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Because of course, death, the destroyer of worlds, is anti-fertility. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I think we've got a, a project now. We actually have to explain Christianity properly as a positive claim. Um, we have mm. to explain why the other rabbis are wrong. Oh, goody! Mm. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> what sin is? <laughs> Um, yeah okay that's that, that that should keep us going yeah but hopefully this is explained to people too if they, you know if anyone's wondering why i lose it whenever the concept of racial fractions comes into you know enters the chat i'll tap out because you cannot do rabbi wars when you are in racial fractions good luck with that yeah i i, I think bluntly actually i probably have to talk some people through where that came out of in spain 
<laughs> and I, I, okay. I would say those of you who want the preview version of this and in, in some of the reading, my alt history course, um, the syllabus for that on my homepage will give you some hints. Um, what, what, what we in the Mosaic Arc are trying to avoid is the shutdown of conversation that comes when you trigger, you trip one of those, trigger one of those trip wires that throws yeah. up the, it, I think, yeah, they're, it's like they're, they're like boards or something that suddenly spring in front of you and all you can see is the cartoon. Yes. And you can't see the complexity or the onion mm. that you are being caught up in. And all and all you see is 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 the fear, mm. and the mask, and we're trying to figure out how to get around that. Mm. Yeah, we all need to talk, unafraid together. And I mean the 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 sort of emotional situation being, we have to be able to say you're wrong, and that not be interpreted mm -hmm. as meaning we hate you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. That's a program for this year. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that should keep us going until the next apocalyptic mud raid. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Please, Lord, give us the wisdom to navigate this narrative in our little arc. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, that's all we have for tonight. We're going to keep wittering on because this is a to be continued. Bye. Good night. <laughs>